What is up? You know what it is. You're listening to TCF. How's my voice sound right now? Does it sound soothing, beautiful, crispy, clean? All words that have been used to describe my voice by myself. But you might also notice the difference because I'm recording on a brand new microphone. Now... Some of the interviews that I have coming up in the next few weeks, including this week, uh, they were not recorded on this new microphone, so some of the audio is still not up to where I want it to be, but regardless, we're about to take this to the next level, Um, and this week, I got Jonathan Wigfall on this podcast. He's a manager of recording artist Mir Fontaine and Frankie Hill. He talks about how he transitioned from being a recording artist into managing other musicians. He said kind of heading into college, he uh, he had his foot in a couple of different places. He, he was kind of like Spider-Man, he says. And he talks about what it takes for an artist to go from being just a really talented artist, really talented musician to then making a career out of music, and then what's the difference? Uh, he talks about what it means to be from Camden, New Jersey. Amir Fontaine, also from Camden, New Jersey. I'm not sure about Frankie Hill, um, but I know that Amir um, is from Camden, New Jersey. Jonathan Wigfall is from Camden, New Jersey. What it means to be from Camden, New Jersey. It's a really rough area with a lot of crime, um, but it, you know, he says it's still home for him. It still has a great story to tell, um, and he's happy to kind of, with Mir Fontaine, try to tell that story. He gives his advice for young recording artists, um, and then I also picked his brain a lot throughout the interview on what it takes to be a manager. He talks about the hardships of being a manager, so for anyone out there that's thinking about becoming or is in the beginning stages of being a manager for musicians, um, a really good interview to listen to. Um, and he gives it his advice. Um, yeah, he gives his advice on that. Um, I'm reading my notes here. I'm reading the same thing again, but, um, a really good interview. Um, Mira Fontaine is an artist that I've been listening to for, over a year now he performed at made in america um and that was early on in when i started listening to him i think the first song i heard by him was bodega um and then of course he just put out who's watching the kids too uh go listen to that album a really good album all around a really good vibe i love mir fontaine's sound um and so yeah and so really early on i, I like i liked kind of discovering these local artists that were starting to blow up. And I saw that he was on the uh, lineup for Made in America. And it was early on in the day. And it's uh, sometimes those festivals can be a marathon. But um, I really wanted to go early and see him. And I did. He put on a great show. Um, And, you know, skip ahead a year. And here we are. I'm interviewing his manager and and really uh, his manager, 
um, Jonathan Wigfall, a really smart guy. He knows a lot about the business. He's worked with um, even Rick Ross, uh, Meg Thee Stallion, um, all sorts of different artists all over the world um, and the country. So a really good interview. Um, and so we're going to get right to it. All right. And now welcome, welcome on Jonathan Wigfall. Jonathan is a manager for recording artists, uh, Mira Fontaine and Frankie Hill, and he also does digital marketing as well. The digital marketing you do is also mostly for recording artists, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've had the opportunity to work with uh, a couple brands, but for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm working with, uh, you know, uh, musicians. So you're mostly on the business side of music, but what does music mean to you? And what was the beginning? Like, how did you get involved in the music industry? Uh, I was an aspiring artist myself um, towards the end of high school. I graduated high school in 20, uh, 2011. So like on the tail end of, of high school, I, I, I was kind of on the track to being this like, journalist slash rapper almost like spider-man type shit but like that kind of transitioned uh in between my freshman and sophomore year of college where uh you know i switched from a journalism major to a public relations uh major and with that transition i kind of learned a bit more of the the work that goes on behind the scenes not just in the music industry but just you know basically in every industry, right? From, like, just, just branding, like, the damage control and everything in between. So um, I, I, I developed a passion for that. And, you know, while developing that level behind the scenes, I already, you know, I already had a passion for music. So I kind of, uh, I, you know, I just decided one day, you know what, I want to, I want to try managing artists. Um, because even in high school, I kind of entertained that idea, but it's like, you know, high school, it's like I didn't really know anything about anything, really. So by the time I was a sophomore in college, I was like, you know what, let me, let me see if I can manage artists and, and, and make something out of this. What does it really mean to be uh, a manager for artists? What kind of things, like kind of just paint a picture for people what you do? Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, that's, that's a great question because honestly, a manager does a bit of everything, right? So, like, when I first started managing beer in, like, 2013, I was, you know, granted, I wear several hats now, but, I mean, back then, I probably was wearing, like, 20, right? So, like, at that time, I would occasionally be his photographer. I would be... I would be, uh, I would help to edit music videos. Um, I was helping to run his social media. Like, being a manager, like, I mean, obviously you, you have your your day-to-day tasks, such as, uh, you know, assisting with the management of finances, you know, uh, negotiating different contracts in, in conjunction with his lawyer. But, I mean, man, you know, being a, an artist manager, I mean, it's it's literally a bit of everything, you know. Definitely. Now, was Mir Fontaine the first artist you ever managed? Uh, officially, yes. Officially, yes. Because I was working with several artists, um, 
you know, toward, like I said, towards the end of high school, like I was an aspiring musician myself and I was just kind of helping out some of the younger guys in the area that wanted to do music. So in, in many ways at that time, I was kind of playing a management role, but, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was kind of just helping people get studio time and, you know, give advice for song structure, you know? Um, you know, that more so, I guess, helping in, like, an executive producer type of way for different people recording music, not necessarily a manager. What did you see in Mirafontaine? I mean, now um, you guys are really kind of helping him grow and, and have success over the past couple of years, but what did you originally see in him? Uh, um, yeah, so I think, it, I mean, it was really like, I, I did third and fourth grade, I believe, with Mir, and then we hadn't spoken in a while until I was like in college. But both of us being from Camden, that that moment where I knew I wanted to manage artists, you know, I just looked at the landscape of Camden, and like I said, in 2011, 2012, Mir even stood out then. You know, he was dropping uh, freestyles. I mean, even at that time, he maybe already had three to four mixtapes out. So... Uh, his work ethic was really impressive, um, and you know, just super talented, um, dope lyricist. It just kind of just made it just made sense. And me being in college, learning, and being from Camden, him, you know, um, still being, you know, it, it's still being very, very early in his career. You know, we both kind of realized we were on uh, you know, similar playing fields. You know. So it just, it just made sense to kind of come together and see what we could make up. What's the difference between just being a really, really t talented artist, good artist, but then taking it to the next level and making a career out of it? Uh, I would say definitely planning for the long term, you know? Uh, you, you, don't, you don't want to think but so much into that. Right, especially because music is is consumed very quickly, uh, you know, more quickly than it's, it, it's ever had it ever has been. So, as an artist of today, within the last few years, you really have to plan for the long haul. You know, it has to be much more than a catchy song because you know you can blow up and and, and be hot, but you know. Fans are also arguably more fickle than they've ever been. So, you know, regardless of what you gave them last week, you know, they want something new. And if something new isn't better than last week, then they, they say you're cold or, you know, you don't got it anymore, you know? So it's, uh, it's much about maintaining the quality of your music and consistency, you know? That's, that's super important. Definitely. Now, just going back, you talk about being from Camden. Does that mean anything to you? It's a pretty rough area. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just being able to what I just being able to accomplish everything that I've accomplished thus far, um, being a black man from Camden, um, is 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 very. Uh, 
important to me. You know, it's it's um, I, I like to you know uh, consider myself as a role model um, and just 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 trying to help others um, where I can from the area. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, Cam Camden is is a rough city, but it's also just you know it's home. You know, it's a very it's a very special place that that you know has a story to be told and in working with Mir, you know, we you've got you know, we've worked to tell that story to the best of our ability, you know. Absolutely, that's great. Now, is there a happy medium in like aligning yourself with the artist's vision, but then also, you know, telling them what's gonna work and guiding them into the right path? Um, I, I think, I think it's, 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 it's about conversation, you know, um, especially early on, there were plenty of times where me, well, uh, me and myself would like, you know, argue about, well, should we go with this cover art versus this one? You know, could you, could you deliver that verse a bit better? You know, um, I think I gave him a lot of critiques early on and whether an argument or you know, whatever stemmed from that, so be it. But we were always able to see a bigger picture or compromise or even admit we were wrong. And I think that that's very important. You know, it's 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 it helps the artist grow. So it's now to where we're at now, you know, I, I really don't have any critiques from here because he's he's developed his sound so now uh, he's not only developed his sound but he's also kind of created the spectrum of his own sound in, in the sense that okay you know he can deliver a song like a prom night but still people get uh still give people a homie story you know um so i think i think just being able to have those conversations with the artists um you know, you know, for for better or worse, um, is super important just in in the, in, the, in the development. You know, definitely. You talk about the disagreements. Is there anything else that you would say stands out as like a one of the biggest challenges you have as a manager? Um, I'm not too sure, honestly. I think I think I think being a manager can be difficult in general, right? Because, you know, you're, you're basically asking someone to be unselfish. There are many times where you have to prioritize, I mean, not even many times, you know, basically all the time, you have to prioritize the artist, how the artist feels, um, what's best for the artist. You know, you have to keep all of these things in mind and, you know, if, if, if you're a selfish person, artist management isn't for you. You know, I think that's really what it comes down to. Do you ever, uh, do you have, how do you define your success? Do you ever have to separate your success from the artist's success? Or are they, all, is that always together and aligned? Uh, I think, I think it's always. I, I guess I do. I do both, right? So I mean, obviously, I, I run a company called Liaison LLC. I mean, I've had an opportunity to work with everyone from, I mean, some of Jersey's greats 
Sue Surf, Mike Zombie, obviously Mir, uh, Charlie Heat, so on and so forth, to, I mean, people around the country working press releases, you know, with Rick Ross, uh, Meg Thee Stallion, um, Lil Debbie, and, and, and all these different names. I mean, uh, last year I had the opportunity to to um, do a bit of press for Remarkable, who's Easy's daughter. You know, so I think it's dope that I've been able to create a nice resume for myself that exists outside of working with Mir Fontaine and Frankie Hill. However, you know, I consider their accomplishments, you know, very much my own, and I promote the things that they're doing you know, as if it were me. Um, and, and, and it's just, you know, it's about just being all in, not only on yourself, but as well as, you know, your clients. Absolutely. Now, talking about recording artists that are just starting out, what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes you see recording artists make? Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think a big thing that we haven't touched on just yet is, is just having a strong team, you know? And I, and I guess that also might be a little bit cliche, right? But because sometimes a lot of the up-and-comers, they just grab the nearest people around them. However, people closest to you may not be the most qualified to make certain decisions about basically the rest of your life, you know? Um, signing contracts that, you know, may last way longer than certain friendships. Um, I think... Um, I think having a, a strong team, whether that be, you know, just someone that can play the manager role, and some artists don't necessarily need a manager, you know, from day one. Sometimes you just need an assistant that's willing to go super hard, um, because there is a difference. Um, and, but but yeah, I think it, I think it, you know, I think that constructing a solid team around the artist is very important um, because some artists. You know, they kind of need that. You know, some artists are, are they only focus on the music. They don't want to be bothered with anything else. And they want to be able to rely on people that can, you know, help make the best decisions. Um, you know, but oftentimes, you know, the new artists, they, they don't always have the best people in their corner. Absolutely. That's some good advice. Now talk about Mir Fontaine. Uh, I saw him perform at Made in America last year. I see he's um, on the Rolling Loud. Uh, he's performing at Rolling Loud in New York City in a couple months. Just talk about him, what he's got going on for him, and uh, kind of promote him a little bit. Yeah, so uh, we, we, we recently dropped He's Watching the Kids 2, um, you know, which which has definitely uh, seen a lot of great success. Hide the money featuring the babies. You know, obviously available on all platforms. Um, you know, and right, right now, here's you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting time because you know we wrapped up touring. We took a bit of a rest for the first time in a while, and um, you know, right now we're just just cooking up a lot of new new music, and and you know, fans can definitely expect a lot of new things. Uh, And now just talk about Frankie Hill. Is he fairly new as far as you managing him? Yeah, so uh, I've managed Frankie for, for actually probably a year now, um, exactly, probably exactly a year now. 
Uh, but Frankie has opened for a handful of beer shows in the past, and um, he was even a client of mine uh, at one point, uh, you know, uh, on the marketing end. But, you know, I I, uh, I connected with him on the management level last year around this time because his co-manager, Theo, reached out to me, and you know, they were originally going to hire me to work uh, what became his, his user album. Um, and, you know, we finally did a meeting and Theo and I, Theo and I sat down and he played the album and I said, I, I said, holy shit, this is crazy. You know, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want you guys to pay me to work this. I want to be a part of this. Um, so, you know, we, you know, met a couple times and just discussed everything a bit further and, you know, I, I quickly became management, um, and man, we've been just rocking out ever, ever since, you know, um, uh, Frankie's been doing some, uh, some good, some dope things. He actually recently opened up a code of a friend in DC. Um, and yeah, he's, he's working on new music right now as well. That's awesome. Definitely both really talented artists. Now, what's coming for you? I know we talked about a lot already. Is there anything that you are kind of focusing on outside of that for you right now? Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm mostly just focused on, like, fine-tuning uh, my my own capability. You know, sometimes I, I, I do so many different things for my clients that I, I don't necessarily digest that I'm doing, you know? So I, I wanted to um, take a bit of a vacation in the near future uh, to really just take a step back and do an even harder launch of my own brand, right? So like I've, I've done essentially what I consider like a soft launch where it's like, okay, here's the website logo. But, you know, it wasn't necessarily this big announcement or anything of that nature. You know, especially with so many uh, with, with, with so many things constantly changing in music, you know, doing digital marketing, you know, you always need to be familiar with the latest trends. You know, you have to know what's going on and, and just, just being in the know. Um, so that, that's really the next step for me because I feel like research – got me to where I'm at today and I don't really want to, you know, I, you never want to lose the essence of what got you to where you're at. Definitely. All right, Jonathan Wigfall, uh, definitely sharing a lot of insight on music industry. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, no problem at all, man. Thank you for having me. All right, Jonathan Wigfall, a lot of great stuff coming from him, coming from his artist. Go follow him. Go follow Frankie Hill, Mir Fontaine. Um, and uh, now I know in the intro I was talking a lot about my audio and having this brand new microphone. Now, the, the, just to be clear again, the interview was not recorded on this microphone. But I know even still with this microphone my audio is still not perfect i still need a pop filter um and uh you know i'm just gonna be totally honest i'm not in a recording studio right now um but 
you know, I'm going to continue to try to work on getting this audio completely up to par um, as obviously, you know, I work in media production full time. Um, so I know what good audio sounds like. These people that I'm interviewing are in the music industry. They know what good audio sounds like. So I really, you know, it it sucks even for me to hear this audio and not have it be exactly the way I know that it should be. But nonetheless, it is a little bit better now. Um, even a lot better, I'd say, but, um, but it's still not where it needs to be. And so I'm going to continue to work on that in other news, some personal news. I got myself a brand new, you know, kitten. It's, it's less than three months old. It's a black cat. Um, and I think I've got a name for it, but I'm not a hundred percent on it just yet. So I'm not going to say it. But if you have any ideas, it's a cute black cat. It's really friendly. Um, obviously, it likes to play with everything. Literally, everything is a toy, which for me can obviously get a little annoying from my shoelaces to um, my headphones. So, <laughs> um, he'll play with everything. But, uh, yeah, he's a little sweetheart. But if anyone has some name suggestions, feel free to comment. Um on my Instagram at the creative underscore flow. I'm on YouTube as well, the creative flow. You can feel free to comment something on there or comment anything else. Tell me what you think about these interviews. Tell me who else you would want to see on this podcast. Uh, tell me um, if this advice helped you. If it didn't help you, I would assume it did. Um, not my advice, um, advice that you know some of my guests have been given. Um, but, um, nonetheless, uh, right now I've got a bunch of good interviews coming up and I'm just going to tease them right now. So I've got, um, Connor Gray. Um, he is a photographer and filmmaker. Um, and he has toured with, um, Zomboy. Um, who is an EDM artist, a bunch of other EDM artists. Um, he's mostly done EDM, but he's done some other um, genres as well. He's followed some other musicians as well. Um, just really good at taking photos, really good at creating movies. Um, but he's branched out um, to a bunch of other um, different ventures as well. He was at the X games. He's currently creating documentary right now. Um, and you know, he, he's got a lot going on for him. So that's going to be a good interview. Also, Travis Ross, who you might know from MTV's, how far is tattoo far? Um, I'm not going to get too much into what that show is right now, but it's really entertaining and really fucked up at sometimes. Um, but he's one of the tattoo artists on that show. He's got so much going on right now, but he just has a really inspirational story as well. Um, and obviously a little unconventional. He's not specifically involved in the music industry, but um, he originally wanted to make a career out of being a recording artist and that's actually why he got into tattooing in the first place but music is such a big part of his life um so we talk about all that and um and like i said his really inspirational story as well um 
And so um, definitely a lot to look forward to right now. But uh, for this episode, that will do it. Thank you so much for listening to The Creative Flow. on the beat.